Hey folks, it's Mike from Profiling Evil. I've been studying criminal behavior for more than 40 years, and one of my favorite research tools is Truthfinder. It's online, and you're not going to believe the information stored there. So if you want to know more about that new neighbor, your babysitter, or your online date, give Truthfinder a try. I'm including a special link below with special discount pricing, but you got to click the link and enter Evil 10 at checkout. Now, we're an affiliate, which means we get a small commission, but you can cancel at any time. Malicious cyber activity threatens all of us in our personal interactions as well as our economic security. It doesn't stop there as it also attacks businesses and our national security. Law enforcement employs larger strategies to go after cyber adversaries, but changing the behavior of criminals is all about responsibility. And frankly, in many cases, changing criminal behavior means locking them up. Hey, welcome to Profiling Evil Academy, Season 3, and this episode on Crimes of Intimidation. Now listen, if you're one of my university students, welcome back. If you're a Profiling Evil channel member in the Academy series, thanks so much for your support. And I hope you're all taking a moment hitting that like and subscribe button and ringing the bell, sharing us with your friends, and signing up for our digital newsletter at ProfilingEvil.com. You know, it requires a unique mix of policing, technology, and frankly, and partnerships to impact cybercrime, which accounts for $10.5 billion of losses each year. The feds and local law enforcement can't do it alone, and I appreciate the tips that we're going to talk about so that I can do my part to protect me and my family, and I hope you're going to consider doing the same for yours. Now, criminals exploit gaps in our intelligence and information security networks nationally, but they also look for those same chinks in our personal armor. You know, we rely on folks like the FBI, along with their federal counterparts, their foreign partners, and the private sector to defend the networks out there that we all use, and hopefully to notify us of malicious activity and stop bad behavior. With all that's being done by the government, though, we still need to take things into our own hands when it comes to protecting ourselves. And if we do experience fraudulent activity online, we need to file a report with local law enforcement or the feds if it's applicable. So just take a moment and do a personal assessment on your own computer security at home. I mean, do you keep up with those software patches that come through? You know, the ones that you kind of look at and say, what a nuisance to have to do the update. I'm going to do it later instead of right now. Do you consider it noise, a disruption to your day? Well, those updates include patches that protect you from viruses and unwanted access to your data and your computer. So make sure you're taking advantage and using those updates and putting them on your computer. And make sure you also are using a strong reputable antivirus program, and above all, use passwords that contain uppercase, lowercase, numbers, and symbols. The longer the password, the more difficult it is to break. Too many of us think that creating or changing passwords is just too much effort. We're almost angered by things like two-level authentication. Yet the banking industry, even social media, have figured out it's just one more layer of protection for you and for me. 
Some of us justify our lack of interest in cybersecurity by saying things like, why would they try to go after my account? There's not enough money in it to make it worth their while. Well, the experts remind us that breaking into our accounts isn't as much about getting a few dollars. It's all about being able to do it and gaining access. Once there, they may have access to your username, your social security number, or many other things that they can exploit and injure you with. This is where having a more complex password really helps thwart those criminal efforts out there. So make sure you're careful when connecting to the free public Wi-Fi's, for instance. You know, these are places where hackers love to hang out in hopes of snagging your information. Whether it's in a coffee shop you frequent, a hotel where you're spending the night, or that in-flight Wi-Fi on your next cross-country flight. Whenever possible, delete all those accounts as soon as you're done using them. I do it every time I fly because I don't want somebody with a fake Delta Wi-Fi account getting access somehow to my computer because I still have Delta's information connecting and contacting them stored in my device. And folks, don't respond to emails about information requests without carefully examining the return email address. You're going to save yourself a lot of problems the next time you get an email from somebody like support at amazon.com.1345.czbus. dot one three four five dot czbus. When that comes across your inbox, throw it out. And if you question the email, call the company directly, not from the phone number that the email provides, but from one that you obtain from an authorized website, the back of your credit card, or printed on your bank statement. And while we're at it, and since we're talking emails, just avoid clicking on anything that's unsolicited and comes even in text message unsolicited. Be cautious about the information that you share in your online profile and your social media accounts. You know, it's kind of fun to call out your pet's name or show photos of your children or family members or your cool vacation, but all of that opens your private life up to predators. Experienced criminals are going to look at the images closely, discovering the name of your child's school in the background, or gain insight into your background by stitching together multiple threads, multiple emails and text messages and other things that you've shared over time. And if someone needs you to respond in an urgent email request, don't do it. Take some time and research it. Look up. Look up the author online or use tools like Truthfinder to research who those people are. Now, here are two products that I use all the time, and I want to play these. You can skip through them if you don't want to watch them, but they're from places called Truthfinder and Aura. And I use both of them to not only protect my own identity, but to look into things or people that I'm, I'm interested in. And by the way, there's going to be a special discount for Profiling Evil members down below. Hey everybody, it's Mike from Profiling Evil. I've been studying criminal behavior for more than 40 years, and one of my favorite research tools is Truthfinder. It's online, and you're not going to believe the information stored there. So if you want to know more about that new neighbor, your babysitter, or your next online date, give Truthfinder a try. 
I'm including a link below with special discount pricing. You got to click the link to get it and then enter EVIL10 at checkout. We're an affiliate, which means we get a small commission, enough to buy a small diet Dr. Pepper, but you can cancel at any time. Thanks for listening today. Well, hey folks, I'm pausing to share some concerns I have surrounding identity theft and fraud. I've learned a lot from our partner, Ara. They're the pros at protecting people from cyber predators. Aura provides identity theft protection, credit and fraud protection, and online and device security for you and your family. They taught me to think twice before answering those online questionnaires designed to steal our personal information. You know, it must be working because U.S. statistics show that 33% of us have been victimized by identity theft at an annual cost of more than $56 billion each year. Aura protection plans come with around-the-clock support, a money-back guarantee, and a million-dollar theft policy. But here's the best part. You can try Aura for free by clicking on this special Profiling Evil link in the description down below. When you do, we get a small commission. But think about it. You insure your car and you insure your house. Don't you think it's time to insure your identity? Now let's get back to today's discussion. Well, now let's take a moment and talk about cyberbullying. Cyberbullying is bullying that takes place over digital devices like cell phones, computers, or tablets. It can occur through SMS, text, apps, uh, online, in social media, in all online venues. Now, people have reported cyberbullying in game forums and in places where people can view, participate, or share content. Cyberbullying includes sending, posting, or sharing negative, harmful, false, or mean uh, content about somebody else. It can include sharing personal information or private information about somebody that might cause embarrassment or humiliation. And frankly, folks, it's a crime. And, and, and it is a crime that's committed by young people and adults. So look at some of the things that happen in the true crime community as an example, where content creators call out people publicly, sometimes without anything to support their claim other than their opinion. The content shared online about an individual that's negative, mean, or hurtful can result in civil action. Think about that University of Idaho professor who filed a defamation lawsuit against a self-described TikTok internet sleuth who said the professor had planned the killings of four college students who were brutally murdered in Moscow, Idaho. Well, the 20 plus videos that this TikToker did were viewed millions of times. It's possible that the creator may, may also face criminal charges since the Moscow Police Department has warned the social media community that they might take action of people spreading false facts about that case. The, the primary concern is the same. It, it's the same concern whether we share it with our children about things that they post online or things that we do. Once it's online, folks, it can never be completely removed or recovered. Cyberbullies can access and share content 24 hours a day, and the false information could negatively impact someone for the rest of their lives. Now, 
Let's pause for a second and talk about cyber stalking. According to Stalking Prevention Awareness and Resource Center, one in four victims report being targeted through technology such as phones or computers. Cyber stalkers take advantage of the anonymity that's provided through the internet, and the victims are usually peppered with inappropriate, threatening, or disturbing messages. Cyber stalking creates a sense of fear or distress in most people and can include incidents of identity theft, sextortion, revenge porn. Most stalking predators use multiple methods of communication to harass their victims. In the United States, cyber stalking is prohibited by state and federal laws, which make it illegal for anyone to conduct electronic communications with the intent to harm another person or put them under substantial emotional distress. Now, this includes the intent to kill, harass, injure, uh, intimidate, or surveil someone with the intent to do any of the crimes that I've already mentioned. Now, I don't know of any European Union laws on cyber stalking or cyber bullying, but the EU legislation out there does prevent expressions of racism, xenophobia, sexual harassment, or gender-based cyber violence. Poland, under Polish law, stalking is considered to be emotional violence, and perpetrators can go to jail for up to two years. Experts suggest the following strategies to reduce your chances of being a victim of cyberstalking. Number one, don't publish personal information. How many times have we heard this tonight? Number two, do an internet search of yourself and make sure you request any company sharing your information to remove it. Use privacy settings on devices and automatically install security updates. And you know, you might consider antivirus software. Make sure you're hiding your IP address, set passwords on all your devices and apps, and reset your accounts periodically. You know, you can find many more helpful tips by searching online. And as you become more aware, you'll automatically become more secure. So what are your thoughts on this subject, folks? Are you feeling more frightened or more empowered? I'm going to be watching for your comments down below, and I hope you'll take time to read each other's and respond, and together we'll learn. Hey, I hope you're enjoying Season 3 of Profiling Evils Academy. We've been discussing criminal behavior in deeper detail, and I hope you're taking time to hit the like and subscribe button, ring the bell, Make sure you're getting notifications on all our videos when they come out. And don't forget to check us out on ProfilingEvil.com. Now listen, go back, watch some of the other videos in the Academy series, and see if there's something else that you can learn that you might be able to pass on to somebody you know. Hey, thanks for listening, and we'll see you soon at the next crime scene.
Hey folks, it's Mike from Profiling Evil. I've been studying criminal behavior for more than 40 years, and one of my favorite research tools is Truthfinder. It's online, and you're not going to believe the information stored there. So if you want to know more about that new neighbor, your babysitter, or your online date, give Truthfinder a try. I'm including a special link below with special discount pricing, but you got to click the link and enter Evil 10 at checkout. Now, we're an affiliate, which means we get a small commission, but you can cancel at any time.